Hello, America. I'm Brian Hollyhan, 14-year-old conservative commentator and editor-in-chief of the Truth Gazette. Here today, still in quarantine in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, we brought you a series of quarantine interviews, first with well, the My Pillow Man himself, Mr. Mike Lindell. Then a few days ago, we brought you that viral interview with Dave Rubin that got over 25,000 views in less than 24 hours. We are back today with an interview I am so excited for. Um, joining me now from Phoenix, Arizona, is conservative queen and host of Turning Point USA show politics, pop culture without the propaganda. Joining me live now is Miss Alex Clark. Alex, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, what an introduction. Thank you very much. Very happy to be here. Love everything that you're doing. We just think it's the coolest thing here at Turning Point. Well, thank you so much for doing this. It feels a little odd doing that intro there saying I'm 14 years old. This is the first video interview all that I've done since I turned 14. So just excited to have you here with us. I'm so excited to be a part of this new era. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for all that you do for, you know, young Americans and just what you do with your show. We'll get into that in a second. But if you're ready, we'll go ahead and get started. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, Alex, with all this civil unrest in America, I was trying to think of somebody to come on and give an interesting perspective on everything um, just going on with the changing news cycles. So we're going to do just that starting off here. You know, cancel culture seems to be the new leftist craze, which basically means that anything and everything that has ever been connected to anything remotely racist or connected to the South in any way must be torn down, removed, or canceled. What do you take away from all of this? You know, it's it's sad, um, the state of affairs we're in, but honestly, and I know conservatives are just so over this, but you know what the good thing is, is that anyone who is a moderate voter or maybe they're, they're center left, they're seeing all this stuff going on in the far left with cancel culture and they hate it. And this is actually going to bode really well for conservatives, I think, going into the election because all these people, you know, all the left doesn't have to do is just be crazy. If they can just not be crazy, they will gain so many people and they can't do it. And so anyone that's just like a normal person that's maybe not super into politics, they're seeing all these statues being, you know, torn apart and all these things. And they're just like, this is unnecessary. This is excessive. I know that I'm not, you know, maybe they think I'm not a conservative, but I know I'm not that. And so those are the people that we really have the opportunity to win over to our side by just being normal people. And the thing is, is that, in America, we really are proud to promote individualism and that we get to come up with, you know, our own thoughts and our own ideas and our own beliefs. And um, so if people really want to remove statues and all these different things in their cities, I think that's fine. I feel like it should be a vote if they want to do it. Their community wants to remove some Confederate statue. Okay. Let your people vote, and if that's what they want to do, do it. But the thing is, is destroying it, vandalizing it, that, that's where it's taking it too far. Like, if you're going to remove it, at least put it in a museum or something like that so that we can learn from it and understand who these people were, that whether you liked it or not, whether they were good or bad, still shape what our country is today. Definitely. So um, that, that's kind of how I feel about that. And definitely, like you said, you know, there's legal ways to go about this. You don't just have to go, you know, tie chain to it and go tear it down. But, you know, just in the past few days, kind of like you touched on, I mean, everything from Aunt Jemima syrup to Paw Patrols, Gone with the Wind, I mean, even episodes of The Golden Girls have all been canceled in this new wave of cancel culture. You know, Disney is even removing Splash Mountain in its theme parks and replacing it with a Princess and the Frog ride. 
um, because the storyline of Splash Mountain could be considered racist. Um, you know, college universities are changing their names for fear of connection with past presidents or members. Um, I mean, even statues of former presidents, including our founding father, George Washington, are being lit on fire and pulled to the ground. Alex, where do we draw the line? Well, first of all, I think it's become very obvious to everyone this has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. It has nothing to do, or Black Lives Mattering, not the organization, but just Black Lives Mattering in general. This, the reason they're tearing these down and doing all this has nothing to do with that, has nothing to do with the death of George Floyd. Um, this has to do with people who absolutely hate America, hate everything that we stand for, and want to watch it burn. Like that, that is the whole point. They really want to do an overthrow of the government. So that's the first thing is just understanding where they're coming from. There's no excuse for the for the violent behavior. As far as things like Paw Patrol and the Golden Go Girls, I talked about what's going on with the Golden Girls today in my episode because what it was was Hulu came out and said, I'm going to remove this episode of the Golden Girls on our platform because they're wearing blackface. Mm -hmm. There is no blackface. They're doing a mud face mask. That's it. It's skincare, baby. And I said, you know what? I will die before I'm in the left can say anything that they want about me, but I will die before they say that I don't have good, clear skin. Okay, so I'm going to continue to do my mud masks. There is a total difference between doing blackface and doing skincare like that. Like that, that's, and again, that's where we're going to start winning people over on our side. And I saw a lot of tweets about this. People are going, oh, now they're trying to say, um, the people who are trying to cancel all these little things like Paw Patrol or Golden Girls or um, uh, Aunt Jemima, all these people are taking away from our movement. They're, they're trivializing it. They're um, basically self-sabotaging our movement because now the conservatives are making fun of us and saying how stupid we are. And that's not the point. So see, they're, they're screwing it up for themselves. So we just got to let them do it. And then hopefully one day they will have canceled so much that there's nothing left to cancel. <laughs> Definitely. It's, I mean, it's insane. All the changing right. news cycles and everything just going on. I mean, you wake up every morning and it's something else they're canceling, some statue that's been pulled down overnight. Exactly. And I think a really good step with all this when you're talking about, like, what do we do about it? I think that President Trump signing an executive order saying that if you um, vandalize any statues or monuments that you're going to go to jail for, for or prison for 10 years that's exactly what we needed from him and i think we are probably going to start seeing a, hopefully seeing um a, a big downtrend in the vandalism and the violence definitely that was a good point um changing topics just a little bit i want to talk about your show for a little bit um i watch politics just about every day um because you know i'm more in the know on political news and not as much of the daily you know what's going on in pop culture and i know thousands of other americans do the same thing you're just you know you bring that conservative dose of what's going on in Hollywood. Um, but first of all, I just want to know, where did you get the idea for this show? And why do you think it has been such a hit for young Americans? Well, I was in pop radio for seven years. I was co-hosting a morning show. And um, so I have pop, I mean, like entertainment news experience, you know, covering pop culture every single day. That's what I did for all those years. And so I... I mean, I did that because I love it. Like, I'm interested in entertainment news and celeb gossip and all that stuff is fun. But I'm also a conservative, and I've always been an outspoken conservative. And it started getting to the point behind the scenes working in mainstream media for so long where I knew 
I was being discriminated against as a conservative. They were actively trying to stifle me, shut me up, tell me to be quiet, reel it back in, don't, you know, say this, don't post this. And I wanted out. Um, but I also knew that I really wanted to still do a show in some capacity, whether it was radio or otherwise, where I could cover pop culture and stuff because that's fun for me. Um, and the thing is, is I'm not a serious political debater. That's not that's not where what I'm interested in. I like being fun, silly, and all this stuff. And I also knew that there that didn't exist in the conservative movement. We don't really have any young female conservatives that are just doing like a lighthearted show that is a introductory into conservatism and and also something that humanizes conservatives. Um, I think it's important to have a show that just shows like. I'm an, like a normal person that likes all the same things you do. We watch the same shows. We we listen to the same music. Um, you know, I'm cool and making conservatism cool again. I guess you could say like you know cool to like young people and stuff. It's just hard. You're you're not going to win a lot of apathetic Gen Z millennial voters over by talking about unemployment constantly. I'm sorry. It's just that's not what it's going to be. But. I will have your attention if I start the conversation off by talking about something Kylie Jenner did and then splicing in like, well, you know, as a conservative, here's what I think about what she did. Now they're listening. Now they're like, oh, wait, conservatism isn't as bad as I thought. So I had this idea of how to mesh all of this stuff together and why this kind of a show would be important. Mm -hmm. And um, Turning Point USA had, had coincidentally, right when I was going through this and thinking, should I quit and all this, they reached out to me and they said, we're a big fan of you what would you think of like partnering Turning Point USA to do something? At the time, they were really just thinking of having me on as an ambassador um, to like promote them on social media and work with them on social media and go to our events and stuff. They weren't thinking of me as someone that could work here. But as soon as I got them on the phone, I said, hey, I just want to tell you, I would 100% quit my job and move across the country and work for Turning Point USA. I want to host a show with you guys because I knew we had a productions department but we had no daily shows yet at the time. And I was like, I want to do a daily show. Like, how can we do this? Would you guys be interested? And they were like, let's do it. Let's get her out here. So um, I really relocated to Phoenix, Arizona, where our headquarters is uh, a year ago, almost exactly now. So that's how that all got started. And uh, they loved the idea because they knew that it was important to have a show that would get the attention of other of young people that would maybe think that they weren't interested in politics and maybe hadn't ever been exposed to conservative ideas. This is just a good way to spoon feed it to them and get them a little bit interested. And then people like you or people like Charlie Kirk can finish the job. They can do the full conversion. Well, thank you just for what you do and pushing through that show every day, you know, waking up and just, just filming that show every day. I know it must be tough sometimes, but you to do a really great job. Um, you know, y'all brand politics, like I said in the intro, is pop culture without the propaganda. And as someone who has devoted their career to fighting back against the fake news propaganda machine, I have to appreciate, you know, what y'all do. And on a daily basis, um, when you're preparing for stories for the show, like you talked about doing the Golden Gores, you know, story today, um, how do you go about deciding how to bring such an interesting and conservative perspective on, you know, all the stories going on in Hollywood? Well, I put things, I try to do a good mix. Once in a while, there's a story so big on the pop culture front and it has nothing to do with politics. And we'll put that in there because it's pop culture news that my audience is interested in hearing. But I try to choose stories that do meet, um, meet like politics, pop politics, politics and pop culture in the middle. So the Golden Girls episode with, you know, them getting canceled 
for that episode because of blackface when it was a face mask. Like that is a perfect juxtaposition of politics and pop culture. So those are the types of stories that I know, oh, okay, I need that for my show. I need to talk about it. And then I throw in some fun things that are not po super political because like I said, I want to hook the people that think that they, you know, if I just am like, this is a conservative, like I'm a pop culture show first. Let me say this. I'm a pop culture show that happens to have a conservative host. So that is how I can get people that are maybe left-leaning or not interested in politics at all, have never been willing to hear a conservative viewpoint because they know that I'm going to have the best breaking pop culture news and I'm going to cover it, but then I'm also going to give them my opinion and it's, and it's, opinions that they're not hearing other places like TMZ and E! News. And that's the thing too, a lot of the stories that I cover, if TMZ and E! will cover it, they're not going to give a conservative perspective. So for the people that are conservative, they're like, what do other conservatives think about this? And no one's really talking about it. We really just don't have a lot of people covering pop culture like that exclusively on the right. So it's a, it's a unique show in that, in that perspective. Well, I really love it. You are doing a great job. Just keep it up. Um, and another thing I respect about you and Turning Point USA, as well as your show, is how engaging you all are with young Americans. I mean, even down to having a young Americans rally with President Trump last week that we'll get to in just a second. But mainly, I just want to know why you feel it is so important um, to bring information to young Americans through your show in an era of misinformation. Well, right now, um, there is a fake news problem, especially on cable news, but we're living in such, my show lives on the internet and we're living in a great time for the truth to get out because we have all of these different social media resources and ways to get conservative ideas out there where Gen Z and millennials are going to be exposed to it. Um, so now than ever before, it's the easiest it's ever been for them to learn about these ideas. We just have to be smart as conservatives on how we're marketing it, making it exciting, keeping it fresh. Here's the thing. Conservative ideas and values don't change. Those never change. But the way that we convey them, the way that we win people over with those ideas, the, the format in which we present those ideas does need to change. That's what politics is doing. Um, it is the same things we've always talked about, okay? Small government, um, protecting life in the womb, socialism sucking, like all, all of those things are, are ideas that I'm talking about that we've talked about for decades, but the way I'm telling it is just different. It's funny. It's lots of pink. It's lots of bright colors. It's lot funny clips. I keep it lighthearted. I, and I, and I am a young millennial, so I'm talking in a way that Gen Z and millennials also talk like, um, you know, in a, a lot of people, TikTok is very controversial, but that's a platform right now where a lot of young conservatives are making conservative ideas on TikTok, and that's that's getting people to think otherwise, you know. So that's it's important for us to take advantage of these platforms and start making the culture, not just consuming the culture. Conservatives have to play a part in actually making it. Definitely. Um, and I mean, speaking of the president's rally in Phoenix last week, um, you attended it, and from the pictures and videos I've seen, it looked like a packed house. It looked like you had so much fun. Um, from what you saw and heard on the ground there at the rally last week, could you stand against the liberal narrative that young Americans, you know, millennial and Gen Z, um, don't support this president and really do, you know, like I said in a post last week, you know, this is the president of the young generation. 
Oh, he absolutely is. It was completely packed. And I thought we all thought at Turning Point USA here and um, our sister organization who hosted at Turning Point and students of Trump, we all thought it was hilarious that, you know, the rally, the Tulsa rally, everyone was saying, oh, look, all these Gen Z millennial TikTokers, they uh, got people not to show up to Trump's rally. He's losing, he's losing his base. People are not excited about him. The young people hate him. And then we host an event a few days later and boom, it is packed lines around the building to get in. I mean, when you watch, if you go back and listen and watch the, uh, watch some of his speech, or you can listen to it. I know that Charlie Kirk on the Charlie Kirk show just did an episode where he picked the best parts of the speech and put it all in a podcast if you want to go back and listen. But the enthusiasm and the electricity in the room, one of the loudest crowds I've ever heard for him, and I've gotten to see him speak now a handful of times at rallies and at turning point events and stuff. Everyone was so on fire for him. And yeah, you're right. They say, um, you know, young people don't like him. Guess what? Not only was it young people there, I know that people want to say, oh, it was only young white people. No, there were gay people that were wearing their pride stuff, um, gay students for Trump. There were um, black students. There were Hispanic students. I mean, Every single race ethnicity was represented, period. Um, there were preppy kids, there were goth kids. Like I saw everyone there showing up for Trump. So that just proves that they have no idea what they're talking about. They're worried about how excited Gen Z and millennials are for President Trump because millennials are gonna be a big impact at the polls in November. And, you know, think about some of the stuff specifically that he's done for college students when you're like, what, how can they like him? I mean, he's the one who um, secured more funding for historically black colleges and universities than any other president. He signed the executive order saying that if you stifle free speech on your college campuses, your funding can be revoked. So that those are all really important things for college students. Um, and we had several college students get up on stage with President Trump. He invited them up to tell their story about how they've been discriminated against as conservatives. And he was like, we're going to put a stop to that because that's not fair. In America, we're all supposed to be able to share our ideas. And also, he is the pop culture president, okay? He is a meme lord. He gets the culture. That is the number one thing you have to do with when it comes to young impressionable impressionable voters is like, are you cool? Are you funny? You know, he is he has changed, in my opinion, completely changed politics forever going forward. When when the Trump presidency is over, whenever that is, the next president that we have, I think they're all going to use Twitter like he does. I think he's really changed the game. I know people like to complain about it, but that stuff is impactful with people. Definitely. You know, one of my favorite quotes of yours is it's a meme world and we're just living in it. And that is so true, you know, with everything we're doing. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later with some of the stuff Turning Point's been doing. But Alex, while we're on the topic of President Trump, I know you said you've seen him at many rallies, but I wanted to bring up something I just found out about you recently. And like you said earlier in the show, you know, you were a former morning radio show talk host and you resigned to come and be with Turning Point USA. And in a letter to your boss, she wrote, quote, it is I know it's confusing and that you have a lot of questions, but I can't wait to shake the president's hand someday soon. And then you will say she told me she'd do it. And she did. Well, Alex, you did. Um, you accomplished that dream and you had the honor to meet the president a few months ago. Um, tell me what it was like to stand up for your beliefs and really speak out to leave your former job and then get to meet the president of the United States just a few months later. 
I had a lot of confidence that I was making the right decision, quitting radio, taking this job with Turning Point USA to do this show, um, everything, the way it lined up, the way how I had been thinking about how I wanted to quit, but I didn't know what to do. I had this idea for the show. Turning Point reached out to me at exactly the right time, um, were willing to work with me, getting me out of my contract and my deal in radio to get me here and, and really cared about me. The entire process of me moving from Indiana to, to Phoenix has was just incredible the way Turning point took care of me because I was scared I was leaving my entire life behind to do a show that had never been done before um, in a place I'd never been before and you know leaving my friends and family I was completely on my own it was a huge risk and I was nervous but I also totally felt Holy Spirit led in that this is what God was asking me to do and just the way that all the doors open so perfectly and I I just had so much confidence in my heart knowing I know that I'm going to take this job if this show's going I think this show's going to work and I think that I'm going to get to meet the president and then they don't understand why I'd be willing to leave my show because at the time it was a number one rated show but they're not going to get it now but when they see a picture of me finally shaking the president's hand then they're going to say wow she was right she did it and I just knew that it was the right decision and I'm a big believer in just boldly speaking what I want to do when I was younger, I would always tell people at the time it was working in radio and everything. And at the time I'd always be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, you know, go, I'm gonna go in radio, I'm gonna go on a reality show, which I did. I was like, one day I'm gonna co-host my own show, which I did. And then with this, I was like, I know that I'm gonna be the president. So sometimes it's just it's just being confident and just in knowing yourself and pushing yourself, saying, This is my goal. I'm gonna tell everyone what my goal is so they can hold me accountable. And I knew that if I wrote that down in my resignation letter that I'm gonna meet the president and you're gonna see it, then I had to make sure that that happened. Cool, Alex, that's an incredible story, you know, just just to be able to have that story, you know, to back you up. You're not only just doing a show, but you really, you know, you left your former job to do this, but then you accomplished your dream of meeting, you know, the president of the United States just a few months ago. Great picture, by the way. Um, but finishing up here, we're going to try something new. We're going to try a lightning round. We've never done this before, but I thought you'd be the perfect person to do this with. Um, so yeah. I'm just going to name a few different people, and you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I say their name, Okay. Well, let's do it. Um, first of all, Joe Biden. Oatmeal brain. <laughs> um, Barack Obama. Boring. Dr. Fauci. Indecisive. Definitely. Uh, Nancy Pelosi. Piglet. I think she looks just like Piglet from Winnie the Pooh. Uh, I never thought about that before. It's pretty true. Uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Cinnamon roll, which if you don't know and you don't watch my show. So first of all, I know that she's a leftist hack now, but I am obsessed with her. I'm a diehard Swifty. She's my very, very, very favorite singer and celebrity of all time. I've seen her multiple times. I've met her a couple times. I love her. Um, and I say cinnamon roll because I call precious people that we must love and protect cinnamon roll on my show. <laughs> well, then I know this will be a cinnamon roll too. Kaylee McEnany. Yes, she is a total cinnamon roll. I would say strong is what comes to mind when I think of her. Definitely. Uh, Bubba Wallace. Jesse Smollett. <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. Hot. Uh, <laughs> Charlie Kirk, my boss. Uh, Candace. Also very busy. I think very busy with Charlie. Constantly going places, doing something. He's never relaxing. I don't think that man knows how to relax. Uh, Candace Owens. Ooh. I would say Blexit. 
um, Benny Johnson. The Mean King. And finishing, finishing us up here, President Trump. President Trump. I would say selfless um, because President Trump gave up everything. You have to think about this. He loved being a celebrity, like in, totally in with all the Hollywood A-listers. They loved him, partied with him. Um, he was invited to all the talk shows. You know, he was such a fun guy that everybody liked. And he loved that life. But he was willing to give all of that up and risk everything just because he cared about America and cared about us so much. He cared about the little people so much. You know, so to me, he is such a selfless president because he didn't have to do that. And yet he did. And something I always point out when, you know, people say selfless for him is, you know, he doesn't even get paid. You know, he left a life of many right. dollars. He didn't even get a salary now. He donates his salary back to us, the American people. So incredible yep. guy. I love that. Well, Alex, thank you so much for doing this interview, taking the time to do this in between your busy, busy schedule here at Turning Point in Phoenix. Um, I just wish you a happy 4th of July. I hope you get to have a great weekend um, celebrating our country's independence this weekend. And maybe now, maybe even I can make an appearance on politics sometime soon. But just thank you so much for doing this interview with us. We would love that. Come to uh, the headquarters in Phoenix anytime. Do a little tour, a little visit. We'd love to have you out here. And, and thank you so much for inviting me. This was fun. Definitely. Thank you so much. And everybody watching at home, make sure to follow Alex on um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go check out Politics, The Daily Show. Incredible, incredible job of what y'all are doing in Turning Point. Um, also, make sure you go to thetruthgazette.com. Check out all my previous interviews, articles, podcast episodes, everything from that. And go subscribe to Politics Podcast. Um, and then also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also Parlor now, the new um, free speech app. And you can also follow... Yeah there as well but thank you all for watching thank you Alex for doing this and happy 4th of July thank you bye